Welcome back to the Get Stuck In podcast. We are back from a little week's break. And I think we're going to try and roughly fit that in. So about every 10 episodes or so, we'll have a little break. As well as on the 10th episode, we'll probably try and do an episode with just me and Max to sort of talk, talk a bit more in depth about the footballing stories that are going on. And um, we do have a guest again this week. As we are going to do with most of the podcasts, we're going to be asking the four questions we ask every single guest. And today we have Cam, a Bristol City fan, who will be joining us later on for those questions. But in the meantime, we're going to be doing part one. It's going to be me and Max having a little brief discussion about uh, football this week. We're going to leave any England chat that's coming with Cam later on. Um, but yeah, I mean, the international break is the international break. We don't particularly care right now. Let's be honest, I think most football fans feel that way. So, looking at things to talk about, we have Liverpool-Arsenal this weekend. Obviously, that is uh, us to get stuck in Derby nowadays. So, we're going to be dealing with that uh, a bit later on at the end of part one. But first, we're going to jump in with huge news today that the Champions League are supposedly, reportedly, going to be uh, sort of putting through and accepting a new format. It's been delayed. Uh, I think the decision has been delayed a little bit but it's looking pretty likely according to all reports. So a quick summary. Basically, there's going to be no group stage. It's going to be four more teams. It's going to be 36 teams. It's going to be sort of a league format where I think you play, is it eight or ten games against different teams ten, depending ten, on the... Yeah, ten yeah. match first phase. Yeah, depending on sort of rankings. I mean, there's so much to break down. I want to start with the thing I just think is crazy about this is how it can be considered fair when it's like you're playing 10 different teams, but you're all in the same league group. Because you can say, like, PSG is second best in Europe, by the first. Playing those two is a completely different, like, ball game. And obviously, you still have seeding now, but the group stages are just, like, it's just different in my head. It just doesn't make sense. And I feel like it, it can just be, yeah, I, I think it's purely on that point alone. I think it's ridiculous. Um, we'll talk about some of the other critiques of it and elements of it. But yeah, where do you stand on just, first of all, the 10 matches against different teams for each each club? Uh, no group stage. What do you make of that? Um, is it definitely no group stage? Yeah, so they play leagues. They play these leagues. Oh, and then they all go but, through. And then they all go into like a knockout, I think. It's like, the, I think then the top eight almost go straight through. Okay. And then the rest play, like the other 24 or something, play a little round of 16, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, initially there's going to be 10 games, different teams, points will go into a league. Where do you stand on that? Just purely that factor. I, I don't understand why they want to mess with it so badly. <laughs> Mate, it's what? famous that the Champions League, people, it's synonymous with people hating it. <laughs> Everyone hates the Champions League. The Champions League is not entertaining. It's completely broken, and this is a this is an amazing decision by them. You have to you have to fix it. Honestly, I don't, I'm not really. I, I, yeah, I, I don't think anyone can explain it. Just like it's it's just ridiculous. it's so good as it is. Yeah, so it's the thing I most look forward to in football each year. Yeah, it, the quality of football is mad, and like doing this, I, I do think it just. Um, I know we give teams opportunities, but those opportunities are just going to go to the big teams if they miss out on wild card entries. I mean, come on. Yeah, it's a wild card thing. You might as well just name them. Let's give it to the big clubs. <laughs> yeah. We don't do as well as we think. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, Juve are basically like Juve and Bayern are basically guaranteed a spot every single season yeah. with that. Um, I mean, just quickly, if people haven't seen the thing, basically, there's supposedly two wild card places now where if a team doesn't, the two teams that don't qualify via league position or winning a trophy can qualify because they're league coefficient. So, I think, wasn't it Liverpool this year if they didn't qualify? Which is good. Yeah. Which is literally how you can, isn't it in like tennis? I'm not 100%, but then you get wild cards where someone kind of randomly, or in, in the Ryder Cup, like the coach just gets to pick someone they think. Yeah, ranking yeah. wise, he's not one of the better golfers, but I back him. This is not. Oh, let's just let's just Southampton was so good to watch this year. Let's yeah. just chuck them in. This is let's keep Liverpool in it. Yeah, let's keep say Dortmund miss out. This is just oh, the whole thing about it. Clubs. And it, it, one, it's gonna dilute the whole tournament because there's gonna be more clubs, and the standards just not gonna be as good. Let's face it. And two, um, I mean, it's just a complete, complete farce in terms of just making sure that the big boys are all nice and happy. And I mean, like, literally, we as fans, as a fan of Arsenal, Liverpool, who, I mean, Arsenal especially, I think could, this could be big for us, like, in terms of getting us back in it. I don't think, I don't think anyone would want it. Like, it would be great to be back in the Champions League, but it also takes away from the league. Like, how many times is the league sewn up, relegation sewn up, top four's the thing? Like, this season, the race for top four is crazy, and it would just change everything if it was like, yeah, but if we miss out, then who cares? Like, yeah, it just... would be... Honestly, I'd have no concern about it. <laughs> concerns yeah, about it. yeah. Liverpool could finish... Literally, surely that means Liverpool could finish about 15th. Yeah. And they just, they just be like, oh, here you go, here's the... It's not even Europa League. You wouldn't have, would have to make sure we don't get relegated and then we'd, we'd be fine. Yeah. Just put all our effort into the Champions League. Yeah. It, it would make... That's, another, that's a good point, actually, because it would make a lot of the leagues a little bit redundant because yeah. certain teams don't really have to fight for a place. I think isn't another point, which just goes... So another sort of element of it, which goes towards that point, is that I think there's no... There's going to be less or no qualifiers. Like, you know, you get, like, the winner of... Mm. The Belarusian league or whatever playing Celtic or someone like that. I think they're going to be gone, um, but yeah. I'm not 100. The the one of the key impacts we just mentioned uh, off camera, but one of the key impacts I think there's a story about the BBC about English football. This is going to seriously uh, put under threat the Carabao Cup. Uh, well, the fixtures of the earlier rounds being played because obviously all the teams in Europe are going to say we're playing in Europe. Uh, France got rid of their second cup. Do you think? Do you think this would be the end of the cup, or do you think? Do you think they try and work a way around it, where they just fit the games in, or what do you think? What impact do you think that has on that competition? I'm not going to say the same thing I said before we started recording this. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, just the Carabao Cup seems redundant to me. Yeah, no, yeah, that's, that's no one apart from Man City seriously actually wants to win it. So yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't even think you can say Man City care about it. Man City <laughs> kind of like good enough. Like, there, we should probably. It would be rude not to win it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, you have got the best squad. We might do starting caliber like champions. Yeah. I mean, literally, obviously the FA Cup is deemed better, um, and Arsenal. There's that sort of joke thrown around recently. We're a bit of just a cup team in winning the FA Cup, and it's like 
the best seasons of my life as Arsenal fan, because I wasn't really there, I wasn't really <laughs> aware of the Invincibles and the Champions League run and stuff, have been we finished fourth and we won the FA Cup, or even we didn't finish fourth and we won the FA Cup. Man City is almost an automatic, you've got the Carabao Cup. Like every season you start, you're like, oh, we, if we don't win the league this year, that's awful. If we don't do well in the Champions League, that's awful. Uh, we've won the Carabao Cup. Like it, they may as well just give it to them at the start. And I don't, I don't know enough about the powers of the be to to know if they're going to ever get rid of it, like France have opted to do. But I mean, there was talk. I remember when there was all the, I think it was around the Super League talk, but that maybe you could have it where the top six aren't in the Carabao Cup. But then, do you think other teams would want? to compete in that it's a little bit like the St Johnson's Pace Trophy then where yeah. it should be one of league two yeah um, and then the reserve like the uh, under reserve teams now yeah uh, yeah that's a good point I mean I think they would but it also means it's sort of like a pity trophy yeah, yeah. Um, the teams that aren't quite it's like oh I mean, it's just not going to compare good, to them, I think, so, is it huh it, it just wouldn't compare to like no the it FA would... Cup and like a day out Playing, yeah, going away like I don't know a League Two team going to Old Trafford like mm. you're just not going to get that. Yeah, true, 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 true. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's going to be a weird one. It's it's pitched for 2024, isn't it? Uh, um, yeah, I assume so. I wasn't 100 percent sure, but I mean, I guess it's worth mentioning. Apparently, Van der Sar suggested this, so silly or non-credit to Van der Sar for this <laughs> gem. I mean, I think you said just before we came on. The Super League was put forward, which everyone said absolutely. Yeah, about it. yeah. and then the Champions League have basically gone. Well, <laughs> let's just do it. Yeah, it's let's not... just let's just do it with our Champions yeah. League. It's I saw tweet, yeah, I saw a tweet saying that basically they've been. They look like they got so scared of with this talk of the Super League that they've just done it within their competition. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, I just don't like it. <laughs> I don't know. Part of it obviously is like everyone's a little bit sceptical of change in any manner. So, but saying that, I just think there's so much. The big teams dominate as it is already. Yeah. Why, why safeguard like, that? I mean, this is the only reason is, is pure, like the only reason I can personally think of, I might be wrong. It's purely for financial reasons. The bigger clubs yeah. make it. It's just a it's a financially beneficial situation. Right. But it's the it's the world you we live in in football. It's not like American sports where it's a whereas the the market is trading yeah. and signing free like free agent players. It's it's a buying system. It's a yeah. buy and sell system in football. So for me, it's just. I mean, I was going to say that like, I uh, I said at the top of the show like I the idea of a league just doesn't seem fair to me in terms of how it would end up being seeded. I mean, the, the groups are effectively the same thing, just sort of split down. So it's like the Champions League, the Champions League uh, big boys, they've already got this advantage. I mean, I remember when Arsenal were this sort of joke team they would get through, but then they just lose the first round. Every group we got, it was like, okay, we've got Bayern, and then we've got two teams, we're going to be, we're going to get through. There was even the year we had we had Bayern, we had Olympiacos and Dimo Zagreb, and we lost the first two games. We literally, they were like, they got to beat Bayern once and then win the other two. And we did it, and uh, we won, for, I think we had to win 3 0 Olympiacos, and we did it. And it's like, it's it's this system right now is completely on the big club if they don't do it. <laughs> if you can't get through, you've been given everything you need. Like, 
Man City, I mean, Man City just play the hardest teams in the Gladbach and <laughs> then two teams you've never heard of. So it's so weighted already, arguably. What more do you need? And I, I guess maybe I'm not 100% sure how they can do the seeding. Do you reckon you'd be getting more big sort of big team meetings in this league system, which I guess would appease some people? Yeah, but come on. I mean, we get these every year. It's not like we're lacking in them. I mean, yeah. Okay, maybe these quarterfinals that we've got now aren't the showcases. Like, I mean, we've still got Bayern, PSG, Madrid, Liverpool. I mean, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't. How many storylines? Yeah, I wouldn't agree. I, I think, I think this quarterfinal group is like one of the more exciting ones we've had recently. Yeah, even Chelsea Portland is a great matchup. Yeah. and I mean, like the group stages, like I say, would you maybe get more games? I mean, what if you're playing ten teams? I guess there's 10 different teams you probably will play have different matchups. I mean, in the group stage, you play another big team twice. But again, it's just not as exciting for me. If it's in a league, the fact is, I'm here for knockout football. Yeah. I'm a four-team group where it can swing well, on like, it. Imagine, like, like I said with the Arsenal one, you lose the first game against the team you should beat. You've mm. got to go perfect. You've got to do it. Like It was like... so psychological. It's brilliant. Good example. Um... The year we won, 2019, we lost to um, Red Star Belgrade, 2-0 there. Team we should, we should have beaten them. Um, and that basically mean we had to beat Napoli by one goal and it had to be 1-0. And we yeah. did. And that was a massive game and it all rode because we lost that one game. I mean, this year, United lost at Istanbul with Saksashir. And that ruined the whole thing. They, they'd beaten Leipzig, they'd beaten PSG. Um, and that just knocked them off the rails completely, and they they couldn't recover. So, yeah, it's just with a ten ten matches. I mean, we're gonna know who's won the league in the first five. Mm. So, yeah, for me, it's just oh, I don't like it whatsoever. I'm not a fan. I, I just think it's gonna ruin. I think it's just gonna ruin knockout football in Europe. Do you think? Um, <clears throat> I'm just sort of looking now. They're saying a couple of the things, and if we sort of go back a little bit to the EFL Cup situation, they're sort of saying you could completely scrap FA Cup replays and then push the EFL Cup to basically extend it. And you know how this year the FA, the final is not till the end of May or something, isn't it? So you could kind of just extend the run it would be over to allow time for games. Or as we said with the the paint trophy, um, well, it used to be called the I think it's just the EFL trophy now. You've got the under twenty one teams taking part, and they're saying. The teams in Europe, could you put in to the EFL, the Carabao Cup? Could you put in their their youth teams? But again, do do I don't know Southampton say they're not in Europe? Do they want to win the Carabao Cup and beat Arsenal under twenty three? Like, would would the twenty three teams even get that far in? I think playing against sort of Championship and Premier League teams, I don't think they'd even close. So, and then obviously the third option would be to abandon it. I just read that apparently it's ninety nine percent done. This going to happen? This new thing. So I guess that's a question that we're going to hear the answer to pretty soon. But I just don't know. I I have to admit I don't really care about the Carabao Cup. <laughs> like if the Carabao Cup goes, I'm not going to lose sleep over it. And I think a lot. I mean, a lot of teams will be upset. I'm sure. But think about the games you don't have to play, and it just gives you an easier run. And also, I think. The thing with the FA Cup, it comes in in January when you you kind of know what you're doing. You're like, okay, this is where we are this season. And it can give a team like, oh, we're down in the dumps in the Premier League or we're pushing for this. And you can be like, 
this could save our season. This could be a little cup right now. Like as I mean, um, I think when we talk to Cam later on, one of his things will I've sort of spoken to him. It's going to be a cup run that Bristol City had, and those kind of things. I mean, Arsenal last season. I mean, what was happening for us in the league? Win the FA Cup, everything changes. So I think the FA Cup comes in at the perfect time, and whether that was why it was chosen to take place, then I don't know, but it works. And I just think start the season, especially if you are in Europe, it is a bit of a distraction. You're just like, oh, got another game in that, got another game in that. So I don't think people will particularly be upset about the Carabao Cup. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I think I think also it's the it's the most least significant. Uh, cup apart from obviously like you have the community shield and all that but I mean in terms of actual like managers and players I'm sure I'm sure a lot of players would want to win it but I think for a lot of managers it would be a big help if they didn't have that competition at the start mm-hmm. of the season where you're playing I mean I know it was different this year but because of COVID and they had to cram it but yeah. they played the first three rounds in the first three weeks of the season um, in fact Mike, was it the first four rounds I'm not 100%, but yeah. Even so, we, had, we had the quarterfinals matchups uh, within the first month. So, yeah. Um, it was, yeah. when you're trying to, the amount of games that's going on, that's another thing. It's going to add more games, isn't it? Because there's more teams. Yeah, yeah. And the, the season's always, already so like full and packed. Um, I even found myself recently uh, not being as interested as I have been, which is the first time in years. Maybe it's because Liverpool aren't doing well. I, mean, well, I, I, was, I was listening to a podcast and they said they were talking about football player burnout. And they were like, it's actually a real thing that fans can burn out. Like, I mean, I purely taken this international break, international break as a break. I haven't watched, I don't think I've watched any of the England games. I think I watched a bit, little bit of the Sam Rooney game. I don't know. Yeah. I remember like back, back a few years ago before this happened, it was like, Every single game. Oh, Burnley Newcastle's on TV. I'm going to whack it on. Now, it's just like, uh, there's Leicester Southampton. Like, normally, I'd be like, what a game. I really want to watch that. But you just can't keep up with it all. Um, having all the games live and so many games. And um, oh, I had another point about the Carabao Cup, but it's completely skipped my mind. <laughs> um, oh, man. You keep talking. I'm trying to think. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I- oh, I remember it. Sorry. Do you think if the Carabao Cup went, would that make the FA Cup better? Yes. Like, I mean, we, we talk about the treble with Man U and how good that is. Obviously, the treble would still be great now. I didn't, obviously, Man City haven't done the European one, but they did the domestic one. But if suddenly Man City don't have the Carabao or every team doesn't have the Carabao as this fullback, we're not going to win the league this year. We want the FA Cup. Like, it would just give it so much more life again. The FA Cup would be revitalised massively. Like, every team's got to go for it in that if you're going to win a cup. Yeah. I mean, it's your best chance of winning a cup in the UK. Like, it's your only chance, realistically. <laughs> Literally. But, um, <laughs> yeah, there's just going just shift the weight onto it much more, which is how it should be. All, all the pundits on TV, they all talk about the magic of the cup and how good it is. And they still, they still seem to believe that it's got the same... Um, sort of it's, shines. I mean, the FA Cup is not, it's not the same. Like, no. I think maybe it's because we won four, four in however many years, but the first FA Cup we won 2013, 14 season, I think it was. Since then, I've felt differently about it. Like, and maybe that's because we won it, I'm not sure, but like, 
I remember those games. We played Wigan in the semis and we won on pens. <laughs> and then we played Hull in the final and it was 3-2. We went 2-0 down. And like, I think we played Tottenham and Liverpool in the earlier rounds. They were really good games. And then the next year we won it. We beat like Villa 4-0 in the final and it was just like, oh, okay. okay <laughs> we've won, but yeah. And like, I remember Wigan Man City final. That was the year before we won it. Like, I do think since since about that time, at least for me, it's dipped. And I mean, compared to the nineties, you can't even imagine how much it's dipped. Like, I think Ian Wright, I love him. Listen to loads of his stuff. I think he he's mentioned how much he loves the FA Cup and how different it is. So, I think take away the Champions League element of it. I think losing the Carabao and like you say, putting the weight to the FA Cup. I'm all for that. Like fully for that. I'm not for the Champions League. I mean, just uh, everything about it. The wild, the quote-unquote wild cards, because they're definitely not wild cards, and more teams and league system. I don't care. I don't want it. But apparently it's going to happen. So buckle up. That's the only positive, I think, if the Carabao Cup goes, that... Yeah, apart from that. Should we move on to the big one? I'll just, put, just literally, just yeah. to, sorry, just to end that, like, it's like you get that with so many teams now, they don't particularly like their owners, they don't feel like football is the focus. And I think people need to accept that football isn't the focus for the people running football. Like, you, this happens, yeah, I think it's awful. Take the positive that potentially the FA Cup's going to get better. Like, that's all you can do. Like, yeah, I want to win a league. Probably not going to happen because of certain people in charge. Just enjoy watching Saka play. <laughs> like you can't, you cannot, you can't change it. Unfortunately, uh, at least the majority of fans can't change it unless you have a lot of money. So just enjoy it, enjoy it while it's here. <laughs> yeah, like it's disappearing two years. <laughs> I mean, it, honestly, like I can't imagine, like. <laughs> No reason for saying him, but like my dad watching football in the eighties, nineties, like how different must it be? Mm. Like one after one things, but also just generally, it must be a different game. Like I think it's a different game from twenty ten to now. Like I watch oh eight oh nine um, Ronaldo Rudy Man United, and I'm like that league that season compared to Man City walking the league. It doesn't, it just, I don't think it comes close. But before we, <laughs> we all get sad about nostalgically thinking back, shall we move on to something that is happening in the future? It's happening in a couple of days' time. I think it's Saturday. Um, yeah, I think, I think it's yeah, It is the Get Stuck in Derby. <laughs> <laughs> Arsenal at home. It's probably the lowest level the two teams have been for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, because Liverpool have been so good. Because <laughs> Arsenal have been so good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I talked to my flatmate earlier on, who's a Liverpool fan, and he said, if Fabinho plays in midfield, you win. I agree. I do agree. Yeah. Agree. I I mean, I was, I want, I want us to win. I think I have. I think we have it in us. I think it's so difficult with both both teams with that Jekyll and Hyde kind of thing where you don't know who's going to turn up. But I think that is uh, when he said that. I said to him, "Is he your best player?" He said, "Van Dyke when he's fit, Salah's better." But uh, it's that different. It's that difference between best player, best impact. I think Fabinho is the other is the one that's. Oh, Fabinho makes such a difference. It's scary. Like 
playing centre mid or DM, whatever you want to call it, it's unbelievable. And I, I agree. I mean, actually, interestingly, I think it was Arsenal Liverpool sort of two, three years ago, whenever he joined. I don't know if you remember this game at the Emirates. I think it was one all. I think Milner scored. Maybe Lacazette scored for us, but it was Fabinho's debut or very early game for him. Mm. And do you remember he didn't play for like six months? Yeah. Well, didn't play for a while. He had a shocker. I remember like thinking they've really wasted money here. Yeah, yeah. And then obviously what's happened since has happened. I think he's so I don't know if he's underrated, because I think people do rate him. But he's so good. He's so important. For me, he's yeah. the best defensive midfielder in the world. Yeah, I, I mean, I think the only other people, I think the only other one people would argue is Casemiro, who I don't know enough about. Like, I'm not going to say when he plays as well. Yeah, and the other one who is a very different kind of DM, but I am in love with Kimmich. I think he's just. Yeah, no, agreed. Incredible. Yeah, agreed. Uh, but yeah, in terms of sort of destroyer or just just dominating the field, Fabinho obviously is up there. He's so good. But if we if we take it a bit wider from just that, then do you, do you think? Do you think Liverpool are gonna are gonna take all three points from the Emirates? Um, I think it's a tricky one because some one player that I feel like hasn't got enough praise this season is Lacazette. I was thinking about this the other day. The guy's done very well this year for a guy that is sort of viewed as a good striker in the Prem. Not excellent, but sort of like yeah. mid level, decent. It will get you ten to fifteen a year, maybe push yeah. fifteen to sixteen, seventeen. Um. But he's been consistently scoring for you, and I feel like he hasn't got enough praise for it. Um, and I feel like he is a threat in this game. He always seems to score against Liverpool. Um, yeah, he he really likes to go against Liverpool. Um, I I do see us winning. It's really really it's really dependent on on the centre backs because I say this about centre backs and goalkeepers in that true test of them is when they make a mistake mm. and they come back from it. Because every centre-back and goalkeeper can look fantastic until they make a mistake and then it just unravels. Yeah. Can you actually react to it and come back and be fine? That, to me, is whether you're good. And I haven't seen the centre-backs make a massive mistake yet. If they do, can they handle it, get on with it and recover? Um, so, I, I don't really have... Yeah. For me, I think we do it. But I think it'll be very tight. I think it could yeah. be... In a similar way to the first game this season, but I think it'll be a lot more tight in terms of the play. Because I feel like three one this season. Three one, yeah. I also yeah, think we hope for the lap. <laughs> We're probably yeah. the worst goal in Premier League history. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if Jobs is playing, yeah. I think we definitely win it. Actually, I have a very, very good Jota question, which I will leave. It reminds me when we get. Uh, no, I'll, I'll get out of the way now. Is it for me, no job? No, I think this is a brilliant question. Okay. <laughs> this just tells me actually, about, well, Cam told me this. He's going to be on later on. He saw this on Twitter and he came up to me. And, well, he messaged me about it. And he's very passionate about it. Would you take current Jota this season mm. or prime Nani? Uh, probably Nani. Yeah. See, uh, he very passionately <laughs> said Nani. And... um. I basically said, I think Jota could get more goals consistently. I think he's probably, I know he's about to finish it, but he's, he's a very effective goal scorer. But I think as a player, Nani was brilliant. And yeah, I, I, probably, was, I probably edge it with, I think Nani was fantastic. He's, yeah. still, he's still playing Nani. He's playing for Orlando. Yeah. I, think, I think he's, 
he suffers from it. And to be fair, you can obviously argue this both ways, but he he was obviously sort of the third third or even fourth guy some of the time yeah. for now, don't really know that. And I think that's one of the things that's so impressive about Jota is how he kind of just went in and was like, I remember he, he scored a couple and you were like, oh, this is a really good fourth piece to just come on every now and then. And he just kept going and he kept going. It was like, he's better, he's arguably better than Firmino or we should start over Mane. And obviously the injury did not help that. And I think that would have been really interesting to see how that would have gone. But yeah, I think, I do think Nani in that situation, but I think Jota is such an effective player. He just gets goals somewhere or another. He just, um, he's surprisingly good at, in, in the air as well for a guy that yeah. doesn't seem like he should be. He's good he at got... FIFA as well. Yeah. He's, he's insane oh, at FIFA. So. always helps people's opinions, doesn't it? <laughs> um, um, yeah. No, I, I think, I think the key battles in midfield again, it always is like, in every single game. Uh, I think we're going to win that battle quite comfortably at the moment. So I think, I think, I mean, I think this isn't even just Arsenal-Liverpool. I mean, it's Arsenal all the time, but it's I think it's every team in the league this season. You don't know who's going to show up. <laughs> Anyone yeah. could. But, you know, you mentioned how do they react to a mistake. Xhaka makes a mistake and he seems to react brilliantly and you think, wow, he's turned it around. <laughs> and then he does something worse. <laughs> and then you think, wow, he's turned it around. And luckily for us, he made his mistake a couple of against Burnley a few weeks ago. So hopefully he's got a couple he's of weeks against that. Yeah. He's not he's not due a mistake, but it's hard to trust him. It really is hard to trust him. If he makes a mistake this week. Oh, he's gonna make a mistake like it, there's a mistake coming it's always around the corner um i think it's important that we don't think i think party is brilliant i love him and obviously isn't been fit all season and i think we need a partner i don't think we can go okay for this game stick. for this game for this game it'll be jacka party and i think jacka is fine <laughs> it's so hard to say Jackie. he is he's a very good player but he just has that in him I think for next season we cannot go party's great hope he's fit we need to have a partner I mean that's the problem you cannot it's like who may not fans complain about it, where they get to the point where they're a couple of pieces away we're not to say at all we're a couple of pieces away from winning anything but you could party is at a level I think where he could make your midfield look suitable, fine with a player like Xhaka or I mean if Torreira comes back. But I think we 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 cannot just go. We've we've ticked that box. I think um I think that would be a priority for us. And I think centre back still unless Saliba. I mean I I still think we should give Saliba a go. I don't really understand why he's been loaned out and like sort of treat how he is. But I think centre back, central midfield and Erdegaard, if we keep Erdegaard, I I will freak out. He's so good. And I think he, in the same way Fabinho is sort of the key for you, arguably, in this game, I think Erdegaard's the key for us in every game at the moment. He is so good, even against West Ham. Obviously, comeback was great. He was great in the comeback. When we, when we were going 3-0 down, he was the only one playing well. He was the only one keeping going. So I think he could be huge. We did get a slight knock for Norway, apparently, but I'm hoping he's going to be fine. Just on the 
I wanted to ask you because I spoke about Lacazette. Do you think you should sign a striker this time? I literally listened to um, Ars Blog, which is obviously like sort of the biggest Arsenal podcast, uh, and they were literally answering this question before. And I think apparently the general consensus and Ketty is going. Um, I don't really, I don't particularly know what sort of went wrong. He just completely stopped playing at one point, mm. and I, I don't fall out of the decision. I think he's fine. But he's he's gonna get good money. He should get good money. I mean, we joke about like the um, or Liverpool's amazing ability to sell people. He, he goes for less people. than Brewster. That's ridiculous. Oh, he's gonna go. He'll go for fifteen. He should yeah. go for twenty-five. Like probably. But anyway, Aket is going apparently. Balogun contract is up at the end of the season. I thought he'd sign one. No, he hasn't yet. Unless it's literally happened in the last five minutes, he hasn't. But Arteta has remained very confident, and his agent has basically said they're like trying to decide. Like he, they've got loads of offers apparently. My hope is they've said Enketia is going. They've, and uh, we'll come back to that in a minute. But my hope is they've sort of said you're the guy next year. You're going to be the third, or maybe you're going to get loaned to a Premier League team. But now that you've seen Enketia is out of the way. You're coming. I mean, I say all this. I don't. I haven't seen enough of him. Like, he, yeah, he scored in the Europa League and he's supposedly great under twenty threes. But that that really you've seen so many times. That isn't it. And then you've got Lacazette, Aubameyang, Aubameyang staying. He's so much money. He'll play up front for us next season. I'm very confident. Lacazette, as you said, this season, I think he's he has had periods where he's been awful, which I think is the only reason I would disagree with what you said. He said periods where he was starting and he was. Not good, but he has also had periods where, especially when Aubameyang's dipped, he's come in and he's really, really done well. I think his hold-up play, a bit like Firmino, a bit like we said with Martial, you almost can't look at him as a goal scorer and judge him purely on that. He does bring other things. So I think he has been good and he has a year left at the end of this season. So I think I would keep him, unless you've got a really good offer, which I don't think is going to come because he's 30 now. I would keep him... Especially, yeah, if Balogun goes or loans, keep... Um, Would you risk losing three, though? Huh? Would you really, really, uh, risk getting nothing? Uh, yeah, I mean, if uh, if you sell Lacazette next summer, sorry, this summer, he's 30. What, You're are probably going to get an off money with this one. You just, oh, sorry. Uh, when it comes to no, Christmas, no, I'm, I'm, so what I'm saying is that if you don't sell him in the summer, yeah, you don't really want to extend him, do you? I think I would, if we don't sign him in the summer, I would keep him and probably let him go for free, or at best, I would give him a one year just to yeah. sort of keep some value. And then yeah. the other player I was going to come on to uh, was just that supposedly Martinelli has been told, you're, you're a striker for us, you're not a left wing. All right. Which apparently there's a bit of sort of disagreement from him, and he thinks he's a left midfielder. But I think um, our best games this season have been Erdegaard, Saka, Smith Rowe, uh, Smith Rowe on the left. And I think he, I think Arteta likes having that kind of more technical, more midfieldery yeah. kind of player than a. And I mean, that's why Bamian, like, this is the thing I thought earlier in the season when people were complaining about Bamian on the left. And it was like Bamian never had a problem on the left. He was scoring so many goals from there yeah. last season when that was the system. Mm. That's not the system anymore. So he has to go up front. Yeah. And I. I think um, I saw, I think it was Arsenal as well saying, you've got a Bamiang on such a big contract, you've got a player, he can't play left wing, play him up front. Fine, he'll do a job. I think Arteta wants more of a Lacazette, more of a hold up. But I also don't think a Lacazette is quite good enough to do that. 
So he's almost got these two strikers who are both good in their own ways, but they're not exactly what he wants. So I, I don't think, I think there's so many bigger issues that there won't be a big fix there. It's going to be a Bamiang. I think Lacazette stays unless something ridiculous comes in, like 30 million. <laughs> and then Nketiah will go, I think Martinelli. And ho- hope, I hope Balogun, but I don't know. I, I couldn't, I, he could go anywhere. I haven't actually heard a score prediction from you yet. Oh, what's going to happen? <laughs> I'm going 3-1. I think I feel like 3-1 is very common in this fixture. I think it's going to be a draw. I think it's going to be 1-1. I think it's going to be one all. Um, Salah will score. And Aubameyang will score. But if Fabinho is at centre-back or not in the team, we're going to win 2-1. I think all three of the front three score. <laughs> I think we win 9-0. <laughs> no, yeah. I, 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 score I, again. Yeah. I'm interested to see. This is this is the question now. I think we're at a point where Aubameyang does not play left wing. He cannot. Like, uh, it's just not worth doing it. No. So, I agree. Lacazette, particularly right now, is in better form. Who do you start? And I... I think I hope it's kind of I I probably lean towards Lacazette, um, but I think there's a few injury sort of knocks for Saka Smith Rowe, which yeah. probably break that. And the other one we haven't even mentioned him is Pepe, who That's this season good. like been better this year. I feel for him because he's been I say so good. He's been very good, and especially this little run we've had from sort of February to now. I think I think like we're something like third or second of the league for like record since yeah like January. I don't know. Or December, maybe. He's been brilliant, but he just cannot start. Well, he does not get picked. He, he came on at Wolves and scored a really good goal. He scored at Southampton when we won. He scored at Leicester. Oh, sorry, we lost at Wolves, but he scored a really good goal. And Dan Blues was sent off. <laughs> he did really well against Leicester. He's affecting games more often than not. He got the winning assist, uh, the, the equalising assist against West Ham. But then it comes to it, and I think Arteta just trusts Saka and whoever more. So I, I would love to see Pepe. If, if Saka's out through this knock, which has kept up being injury, I want Pepe. I still think he's got it in him to turn on. I mean, the end of last season when we won the FA Cup, Pepe was massive in that. He was really good in the final mm. and the semi-final. So I'm definitely not giving up on him. But I do think if everyone's fit, it will be Saka, Smithrow, Odegaard, Jaka uh, Party, and Aubameyang Lacazette. I literally couldn't tell you. And I mean the other one. I don't know. Did you watch the West Ham game? And then using the highlights. West Ham. The 3 3. What? Callum Chambers playing right back. Oh, no, 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 I didn't know. He was, it was, start of the game, and everyone was like, why is he playing right back? This is really weird. Obviously, he has played right back in the past. He's a sort of right back, stroke centre back. But everyone was like, oh, this is really dodgy. Like, he's purely on the pitch to head the ball. Yeah. And Jamie Carragher, this isn't me saying this, Jamie Carragher on commentary said, He's playing like Carfu. He was incredible. He did. He got the assist for the own goal where he just sort of whipped it in, like basically made the player have to score an own goal. There was barely anything you could do with it. He played probably one of the one of the better passes I've ever seen in my life, where he did like an outside of the foot stab over the top to Lacazette, who tried to chip the keeper and was also sort of pulled back. And I think he gets an assist for one of the goals. I can't remember. But genuinely, his crossing was like, what is happening? <laughs> it was like Trent for a game. 
So I think right back has always been a tricky spot for us because you've got Cedric, Bellerin, Chambers. So I think are all fine. I think that's the problem with Arsenal squad. There's a lot of fine players. Not enough. Wow, he's like, I'd probably only say Aubameyang, Party, Erdegaard, Saka would be classed as very good. Maybe Smith Rowe, maybe Leno, but Leno's been. That's my worry. Leno is on a bit of a weird run at the moment. Leno's conceded. He, he does this. He doesn't. You know, you mentioned like um, players who make mistakes. Leno has this weird thing where he's brilliant, makes a mistake, and then is awful for the next three weeks. <laughs> then he's good again, and then it yeah. happens again. And it's like, I remember there was the run when Arteta came in, and it was a mistake against Chelsea. And there's just a, a string of mistakes. So he is on a bit of one of those runs. Yeah. <laughs> so I am not fully confident in Leno, but I, I think on the day at the Emirates, Saturday night. I'm, I'm, I'm changing it. 2-1 Arsenal. We're winning <laughs> the game. Even if Fabinho plays, I think Erdegaard is so good. I think your defence is get outable, if that's a word. And I think we're going to win 2-1. And I think you're right, Lacazette. I'm going Salah, Lacazette, Aubameyang. You're going to go 1-0 up. We're going to win 2-1. I think we're going to 5-2. Well, that was the last <laughs> thing I wanted to go on to is if Canate signs, which if people have seen, Canate is supposedly very close to agreeing a deal. Is it forty million with Leipzig? Yeah, buy out, buy out forty million pounds. Does we we messaged about this? Does Kabak stay? I think it's 50-50 at the moment because I think it depends. Because a lot of money would be about sixty million for both. Huh? Isn't Kabak about twenty million? The, the, yeah, eighty million buyout. Yeah, so it'd be just under sixty million for both. Yeah, which isn't too bad considering, I mean, especially Canate. I know he's had a yeah. poor injury record so far in his last two years, but that's because he had a major knee injury and yeah. that's his only one he's had so far. Um, he was out for basically a year. Yeah. Um, but for, I mean, it's a good price considering I don't think you're going to see like, Canate for me. I was listening to the Red Agenda podcast with James Pierce and Simon Hughes with Liverpool and Quiver O'Neill. And I've heard it before that basically within the French camp, Canati is viewed by most in the French, well, many in the French camp as be having more potential than Makana. Yeah. Um, so he's viewed as one of the premier talents in world football at the moment in that position. Um, so for that price, I think it's a pretty good deal. Um, but if I think if he, if he comes in, all, all of a sudden, after having this injury crisis, when Van Dijk and Gomez come back, we're going to have, if we bring him in, mm. Van Dijk, Gomez, um, we'd have Kabak, Kanate, Matip, Ben Davis, Nat Phillips, Reese Williams. Is Ben so, Davis the one who came from... Preston. We haven't seen any of them yet. Yeah, I was going to say, he hasn't played, has he? So my feeling is... Just... One, it's going to be a choice between Nat Phillips and Kabak. Okay. Yeah, Do you think Matip's staying? Do you think no, Matip's... I think Matip's gone. Matip's gone. I think yeah. that's the kind of decision, I think. Yeah, I think it's... It, yeah. it feels a bit ruthless because, like, he's very loved and he's a, such a good option. Matip, Matip, for me, no word of a lie, he is, like, my favourite player at Liverpool. I love him. <laughs> I mean, he's a very lovable guy, like even from a non-Liverpool fan. Like, Honestly, I don't know a Liverpool fan that doesn't like Matip. Like, yeah. there's a lot of our players that everyone's very like split on. Yeah. One thing's for certain: everyone loves Matip in the Liverpool fan base. Yeah. I mean, this is a guy that played 
almost he was almost in better form during the Champions League win. Like he yeah, was, no, he was massively good in that period. Yeah, um, and we got him on a free as well, which is nuts. But yeah, um, <laughs> was that was from Schalke, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah so you got Matic, we got Kalasnos. Yeah. I mean, it's just a different class. It's just, it just sums it all up, doesn't yeah. it? But yeah, I think Matic's gone. I just think because of his injury record, he's not. He's just not on the pitch enough. I still think he's got the quality, but he's just... Your, your best quality is your availability. At the end of the day, he's yeah. got to be there to play. So, um, yeah, I think he's gone, as much as it pains me. Um, yeah. Got to move on from him. So, I think it will be Van Dijk, Gomez, Canate, if he comes in. And then I think... We'll because we're gonna to have to keep Ben Davis because we've just bought him. I mean, what are we yeah. gonna do with him otherwise? I mean, you can. Are you? Is it Reese Williams? You can loan him out, maybe. You think he? Yeah, I, I can see him going on loan somewhere. If he goes on loan, then maybe we keep both of them. Um, yeah. But we'll see. We'll see. I'm not too sure. It's yeah. very yeah with that because Kabak's played well so far. Yeah. So yeah. um, obviously earlier on you said did you say you said three one are you sticking yeah. three one? Yeah. Having heard all of my in-depth Arsenal analysis. Yeah. No, I think it's a 3-1. All right, so you're going 3-1. I'm sticking with my modified 2-1. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not sure what the other games are this weekend, but it felt like it just had to be a bit of an in-depth look at this game, an in-depth look at what we pretty clearly agreed on with the Champions League situation. So exciting game this weekend. We will completely dive into the result uh, next week. And Champions League's back next week. Yeah, sixth and seventh. So yeah. that's so exciting. We will obviously either react to or, or preview those games. It's going to be this is when it gets good. Like the Prem's done, Man City have won it. This is like Champions League in the spotlight. And I mean, if it's not till 2024, these new plans, at least we got at least we got four, four years, years of this. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, we are all headed now into part two. We've got Cam. Thanks for listening to part one. And um, we'll be back, just me and Max, for part one in the next show. Uh, yeah. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. Uh, this is part two. We've got Cam on, who's a Bristol City fan. We're going to do our four questions as per. Um, so, Cam, first question, what is your first memory um, as a Bristol City fan? My first memory is not the best memory. It was the 2008 playoff final. Um, <laughs> I was nine years old, and I think it was my first ever heartbreaking football. We've um, we done well to get there that season. We had a decent squad, but um, somehow Dean Windass scored an absolute screamer <laughs> and broke everyone's hearts. <laughs> this is my favourite goal I've ever seen in terms of annoying someone. I've played this to you so many times since. It's it's a good goal. Credit to him. It's an, is it extra yeah. time? No, it it's was normal just time. Yeah, normal time. Yeah, I mean for those who haven't seen it, it's just a volley from what thirty yards. Yeah, yeah. It's it sets really up for him nicely, and he bangs it in top corner. Do you do you think you would have um, had you gone up? Do you think you would have solidified in the prem, or do you think it would have been sort of up and down job? I don't know. It's hard to say because we didn't have the money back then as we do now and the back end of the board. But I yeah. don't know. It's just, it's hard to say. I doubt we would have stayed up, to be fair. But yeah. you never know. What do you make of your, um, for those who sort of 
obviously we don't know who follows the championship, but you've been pretty close to the playoffs quite a few times in the last few years. Like you said, you've got some more money in now. How how sort of likely do you think it could be that you could be in the Prem, say, in the next three years? Well, to be honest, I thought under Johnson we were going to go up. Yeah. But I think everyone bought into that. And now we got Pearson. If... The thing is with Pearson, he's not a yes man. He won't sit down and be quiet. He will he will very much say it how it is and he wants it his way. Yeah, everybody we've had in since well, Lee Johnson was a coach. And um now Pearson's come in. He's a manager, but before that, Holden, he was a coach. But he's come in as a manager. So if he's got any say in what he can do, we signed him on at the end of the season. And he's in charge of signings. I don't see why we can't go up next season, but championships always hard to get out of, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, Max, you said it before about your playoff with playoffs, playoffs with Exeter. Like, I've obviously, I've, I do obviously, like, you know, I'm from Bristol, well, and I watched them a couple of times with you, Cam, and like, I try and follow them, but obviously, it's nothing like support. My first memory that I said on here was the Champions League final which I guess is sort of as close as I could feel, I would imagine, at this point. But, Max, what is it like losing the playoff final, especially three times in a row? Um, three years. Yeah, three or four years. Not great. Um, <laughs> 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 um, yeah, the first one was a loss to Blackpool in the final. Um, my dad went to that. I didn't go to it. Uh, he's one lose 2-1. I remember uh, striker David Wheeler played for us at that time. He scored our goal playing for Wickham now um, and then the year after we lost to Coventry and that wasn't even any of our doing they scored three screamers like all of them were about 25 yards out um, <laughs> and we lost I think it was 3-1 in the end mm. and then last year was the most calamitous like set up like everything went wrong like the setup was so wrong from the manager from from the off, it was we played so well in the second leg of the semi final, and he completely switched it, and we, I just knew from the first ten minutes we were done. Four yeah. 0 was the worst playoff loss in <laughs> years for any team, and Dean Moxie in his last game for the club got sent off as well. Former Palace player, he come back to Exeter. So yeah, it's it's not great at all. I travelled a long way to get there and watch it. <laughs> so yeah. Um, no, yeah, watching that Sunderland dock, I feel like it's the closest I could get to that kind of thing, and it's yeah. just so funny watching everyone's face. Like, obviously, like if you're in Liverpool, like now or Man City, you lose the final, it sucks, but you're kind of like, we'll be back. But the, like you say, the championship is just insane. Those, those lower lower divisions, one loss can change your whole future for the next 10, 15 years. Yeah, seen it with Bolton. You see it with any club, like Portsmouth. One, one little mistake, one one slip up, and you're done for the next decade. Is mm-hmm. a is a rough one. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, Cal, we'll move on to the next one, which is, what's your favourite moment in a, as a Bristol City fan? And there's a couple that, from my memory, you could go for, but I think I know which one you're going for already. Yeah, there are a couple, but I think every every City fan would say this is up there. Um, well, I think that the whole cup run, it was just amazing that season. Everyone was chipping in. Um, Matty Taylor was scoring. We had the cup team until we started playing good players, good team, sorry. And then 
play Man United and we go and beat him in the last minute with Corey Smith. That game was that? It was, what, 2018? 2018, I think. Yeah, I think it was. But Man United's team was not a weak team. I remember watching it. Oh, no. Pogba, I think Zlatan scored, doesn't he? So, I think it was... It was one leg in the. It was the quarters, wasn't it? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we played. We played them at our place, and obviously I went. And um, they had Romero in goal. They had a strong back four. They thought, I think they had Rashford, Zlatan, yeah. Martial. They had a good team, and then yeah. obviously we played our best team, which at the time was flying. But um. We, I think we fly every season around that time of year, just before Christmas, and dropped off, didn't we? Yeah. What? Um. What? Which goal? I mean, it's hard to top Corey Smith just because of the moment. But I mean, we talked. I think we talked about this like last week. The Joe Bryan goal. Was it to go yeah. One nil or one one. So that put us one nil up um, yeah. against Man United, and I think everyone forgets about how good a goal that was just yeah. because of yeah. what happened with Corey Smith. Yeah. But he's just. Got a gone, done a one two down the line, he got through and outside the box on the wing, he just smashed it across goal. It's gone in, yeah. It's, it's such a good finish. I remember thinking, like, like Corey Smith's goal is a good goal and it's so good, but if that had been the winner, that would have been crazy. It was such yeah. a good goal. Um, my and then we'll quickly mention as well because it was so good. I think you did, you went to this game, didn't you, away at Man City in the yeah, yeah. Oh, you went to the home leg as well, so in the semis. Obviously, Man City, it's hard to repeat the feat you did against Man United. What was the score in the end over the two legs? So, the first leg, we went away to Man City and we took about 9,000 City fans. Yeah. And obviously, they were dead quiet compared to us. And I think the, the City team were just happy with how many fans we had there. We went 1-0 <laughs> up to a uh, penalty by Bobby Reid. Yeah. And then... I think the, I think it ended two one Man City, but the defending all game was quality from the City boys. Aidan Flint was there at the time, who I hate now, but loved them at the time. <laughs> um, but no, I think it ended two one, and then they came to our place, and it was a really scrappy game. And I think that yeah. ended Man, two. Yeah. I, was, I can't even remember what happened. Like, it was, I think it was... didn't De Bruyne got a really bizarre late goal, didn't he? Like yeah, Marlon Pat scored a header from the edge of the box. Yeah. <laughs> And I think it ended, it might have been 2 all or 2 1 to them. But I mean, yeah. it was a good run because I mean, we beat Palace in that run. That was, was that the season where, well, I'm not sure. I mean, you could say this for so many seasons, but Man City were walking the league. And yeah. I think it was um, maybe in the year where Liverpool beat them. It was it around January time, Liverpool smashed them to stop them going invincible. Or it was 4 3 in the end, but they yeah. went 4 1 up. Yeah. And um, I remember talking to you about this all the time because obviously you went to Man City and did really well. We were saying about how like every team in the Prem tries to sit off. And that game of the year he had in particular, you literally went there and just went after them and pressed them. And it was at the time where like they seemed they seemed invincible. The thing is, I think after that game, Pep Guardiola had so much praise for our, our team and Johnson, the way Johnson managed teams and coached teams, because we just set up there to go at them. And Marlon Packer, one of the best games in the city shirt. Mm. And he was hitting this all season, but that game was so good that I think Guardiola called him out and said he was a great player. Yeah. Um, before we move on to the third question, the, the other thing, I, obviously I said before, there's a couple of options you, in my head that you could go for. The other one I was thinking of is the um, 
the double, the League One, and uh, yeah. jo- Johnson's paint trophy at the time, wasn't it? Obviously, Lee Johnson's just won that with. Sunderland. He's won at Sunderland, doesn't it? Yeah, we had. Um, Where does that sit with you? That was up there because we had that was a cracking season. We had a brilliant team um, under Cottrell. Cottrell was a great manager, and I think a lot of City fans would agree with me that they he has a strong place in like every City fan's heart. Great manager, great guy, but. He, when we went up with him, he just wasn't willing to change his style of play. We played three, five, two under him or, or five at the back, wing backs basically. And we, we smashed it in, champ- in the League One, sorry. And as soon as we won the Championship, he just didn't change his play. But that season is just so special because you didn't, we had a, a stinker the season before. We, come, we were quite far down in League One. And then he took over and just changed everything up and you know Freeman playing quality he brought in Matt Smith who I think he's now he was at Millwall I don't know where he is now yeah but he was good we had him on loan yeah everyone was just firing on all cylinders mate not many people can say their team's done a double that's a big yeah. big thing I mean um, I remember I did I think it was for uni I did some story about I wrote a story once about Bristol City just for something and it was basically talking about how um, we talked about this with you, Max, as well. Of Exeter, like, there's no big team and the, there's no Premier League team in the Southwest, like, that can just sort of unite with this whole area of the UK, which is nothing to sort of fully get behind. And I do, I think, like, Bristol City, especially now, they've got this, they got money behind them, they got the, the stadiums being upgraded. Like, I think if you get to the Prem, it could be like, the next team to just come in and like fully solidify and even push on like your fan base has is and has the potential to be massive. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean we had um we've just done our training ground up actually, mm. and apparently it's up there with the likes of Tottenham's and all sorts. Really, really, really smart. But yeah, and and what what the board want to do if we keep Pearson on and yeah, we got maybe. money. See what happens. Pearson, Pearson could take you up. Nearly get you relegated, get sacked, and then <laughs> next year you were the league. Yeah, <laughs> in the Leicester. So, yeah, no, I think it's exciting times generally. Just gotta hope you can break this slump of just missing out on playoffs. Yeah, what you say about the sort of opportunity for Bristol in terms of they are the only they're the highest ranked team in the southwest, and there's a huge hole there um, where you could get a massive amount of support. There's no one really to root for, like, massively in the Southwest unless you're closely tied to a club. So that could be a massive... If Bristol get really, really good and they, they reach the Prem, they'll have a huge sort of wave of support. That, that's yeah. everywhere across the country. The thing is, it goes back to the Johnson Paint Trophy final we had. And we played Walsall, I think. And we, had, we sold out our end um, within a couple of days, I think. And a lot of the city fans kind of I don't know I don't know why they kind of kicked off about that because they were calling a lot of the fans plastic fans. But if we get to the Prem, you're going to get that, aren't you? We've got twenty seven thousand capacity stadium. Not every fan there is going to be diehard. It just is what it is. Can't all be ultras. <laughs> I, mean, I remember that with Man United, like being there, Bristol. As soon as you drew Man United, it was like everyone trying to get tickets and they were sort of trying to give them season ticket holders as much as they could kind of thing so I think that's yeah. just part and parcel of it I mean 
it's like they talk about how many times they say like the Emirates is quiet and stuff. Like if you're that big, it's gonna get sort of diluted with tourists, basically. <laughs> so yeah, it's sort of a good and a bad thing. It shows you're on the right track. If that the ground's like closer to the pitch as well, isn't it? So like Ellen Road is supposed to be. I haven't been to Ellen Road, but it's supposed to be amazing. The atmosphere mm. the pitch is so close. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's the thing as well. Your cities was upgraded, wasn't it? It wasn't like a new stadium. They just added. <clears> yeah, we. Well, the whole lot's changed apart from the Atio. The Atio is still the old ground, but it's a smart yeah. stadium. It's just it's the old stadium just bulked up basically. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Exciting times. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want so, to ask the next one? Yeah. Can move on uh, to the third question. Um, so we, we like to, this is one that's a bit tricky for some people, but but think of your favourite memory outside of outside of your club, basically. Yeah, this is a tough one. Um, obviously, Rovers going down to non-league was great, <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like that's heavily linked with Bristol City. That's just every City fan loved that moment. Um, but they're rubbish. They're going down this season anyway. Um, but I think probably got to say 2018 World Cup the summer was just brilliant everywhere you went people were laughing joking drinking beer watching football what more do you want? It was the the ideal summer yeah when England do well it's a good summer so that's basically what I feel like if we got (laughs) if we had a tragic group stage it would be like oh we just wouldn't. We just have completely eliminated that that summer from our head. Yeah, it's just because we did quite well, but everyone thought we were going to win it at some point, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we. I think I've talked. I'm pretty sure we've talked about this. Where do you stand on Southgate? And was that actually as good as it looked? Was it just bad teams? The thing is, Southgate gets a lot of stick, and. It was like, it well, for example, he got a lot of stick over the Mason Mount thing. What was it, last season? That yeah. last year, he, he loved Mason Mount and he was saying how good he is, but nobody else saw it. But now now if he says Mason Mount's good, everyone's going to be like, oh, yeah, well, obviously. <laughs> he's on form now and he's a great player, but back then when he wasn't on form, yeah. no one liked him. I think Southgate's a better manager than people think, but... I think that World Cup got blown out of proportion because our group was awful. What do we have? Panama, was it? Yeah. Panama, Panama. Tunisia. Yeah. Belgium. Obviously, yeah. We lost Belgium. We lost Belgium twice, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. So, anyone good we faced, we lost. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. I mean, I suppose the flip side of that is that I have seen us lose teams like that before and draw with teams like Sweden. Um, yeah, and Colombia because Colombia aren't a bad team to be fair. No, they're a physical, strong team, aren't they? South American team. Yeah, they're probably you'd say they're above average in terms of the, the rest of the competition in that World Cup. But then, like you say, none of the we didn't beat any of the big boys. Like, no, but I think the big boy in that World Cup, Belgium. We we were on a side of the draw; it was easier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just think it was the fact that we, we got to penalties and won a penalties, which I hadn't been seen for years. Yeah. But, yeah. 
Would you, um, obviously, we're right in the middle of an international break right now. I think, what was it? The San Marino 5 0, which is what it is. And then, uh, was it Albania the other day, 2 0? Yeah, 2 yeah, 0. I'm pretty sure it's Poland tonight. And there's been quite a lot made. I think Declan Wright actually said in some interview, like, we are entertaining or something. Like, I haven't fully read it, but apparently someone basically said, Do you think England are entertaining? And, like, do you, do you think just like pe- people are judging Southgate? in the same way they would judge and in a uh, club manager like they want entertainment they want all this whereas like when it comes to internationals like it really is like you just gotta win the game like especially these qualifiers like there's no need to make them exciting it is true because no. i mean i've said this about like a lot of people complain about how defensively he sets up he sets up with a back five and then a bank of two in front of them it's about as defensive as you can get but saying that every single international tournament that I've followed, the team that's won it have had excellent defences that don't concede. And our defence is one of our weak, probably our weakest point. So, I mean, France were an excellent defensive team. Portugal were. Germany were. Um, all the Spain Spanish teams were. Italy in 2006. All just excellent at the back. So, I don't... I do understand why he's set up that way. And I think he is just trying... I do think he's got the right mindset in that it is just a results-based business especially so in terms of international because it is such a momentum swings so quick like quicker than any other place in football than than is at international football um so i understand it why he's doing it so Mm. yeah yeah would you do you think he goes if say say we sort of get through the groups and then lose in the first round do you think he goes after this euros or do you think he sort of probably got the euros and the world cup I think they'll give him both. Yeah. I mean, I think, guess there's only a year gap. It's kind of like, you might as well, because what's someone else going to really do in a year? Well, we're going to get either Germany, Portugal, or Holland in round of 16. So, it's got to be one of them. Who would yeah. you prefer? Um, probably. I don't I mean, if, Holland, if Holland are about Van Dijk, it's got to be them, surely. Yeah, that's who I want. I think, but they won 7 0 last night. Yeah, I was like Sam. I think that no, it was like it, was, it wasn't Sam Marino, but I don't think it was the best. But I, mean, I can't. I don't, I don't know. I just possibly. What do you make of these like people sort of saying you shouldn't play teams like San Marino? Like it's just not worth it to anyone. Do you think there's sort of anything in that, or do you think it's just? A... I think it's a little bit. I, I understand it, but I think it's a little bit snobby, in terms yeah. of it, it's a big day for those guys. Like it's not all about oh. Like, just go and do it. Like, you, you get an easy win at the end of the day. Yeah. They're in your group. Just take it. Like, why are you complaining about having to play some guys that aren't that good in comparison to you? Just yeah. get the job done. It's a big, it's a nice occasion for them as well. Like, they get to go to different stadiums. They are a professional team at the end of the day, no matter how yeah. poor they've been. I mean, wasn't it like, I think it was literally a day after the England game. Didn't Ireland lose to, like, Luxembourg or something? Yeah. There was yeah. a massive upset, yeah. Like, and I think that was just almost like perfect timing to just be like, "This is why." <laughs> like, yeah, because then you're just selecting who's basically gonna. Yeah, I think, I do think they are for sure. I think, I think the bigger thing would be maybe just like during COVID and all the lockdowns and things. It maybe it wasn't advisable to have like free games, but I think in a normal situation, these games can be good, and I guess they can be used to sort of test test teams out and stuff. But um, yeah, I guess if we just got to end this this little section then with what do you um, do, sorry, this specific question 
what are your hopes for this this Euros? Do you think there's any chance we can go all the way? I, I do. I I think we could. <laughs> I you think with with our team if he gets it right, yeah, we we could be in for a winner. But then again, you 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 got your centre back. You got John Stones, but who do you play next to him? He'll play a back three, though, won't he? So he'll, he'll have to stick Cody or um, probably Kyle Walker. Depends he'll probably put Kyle Walker at the back. Yeah. It's crazy how good our squad is. And, like, I just think I just don't have confidence. I think he's going to pick it wrong. I think there's there is there to win it, but we'll end up with Grealish not playing or Sandra yeah. not playing. And the fact is, doesn't play is the missing key, basically. If he sets up with a five at the back and with two holding, He's only got three positions then to yeah. Yeah. So he, yeah. like Foden, two of Foden, Grealish, and Mount are going to miss out. That's a Who fact. Would you rather? Who would you rather have there at the three? I know the fact that Cam loves Foden. Yeah. <laughs> Foden I love Foden. Foden yeah. Oh, Foden. Yeah. Foden. Yeah, I think, I think the one I'm coming around to more and more is Mount. Like not not that they should side with the others, but I've watched Mount more recently, and he's so good. Yeah, it was like I'm saying. He, yeah, he is sort of overlooked a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. Like two months ago, I would have said Grealish is 100, percent and then now yeah. Foden's got to be in there, and now Mount's got to be in there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it makes it do a bit tricky. We've got Harry Kane, um, Sancho, Sterling. Where, where do you stand on Sterling? Because I think there's a lot of sort of wave of feeling that maybe he shouldn't be starting. But I, I mean, I, I think he will start. But do you think he should be? I think he should be in terms of he's 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 had a lot of years in that England squad. I think he's got to be. You yeah. do have some experience in the team. Like we can't just go out there with a bunch of just basically Harry Kane and Jordan Henderson as the only experienced players. Yeah. Um, oh, who do you think? Who do you think start and goal? That's probably the most interesting. Oh, it's Pope. It's Pope. All yeah, time. it's got to be Pope now. I feel like he's going to pick Pickford still. Yeah, no, it's going to be Pickford, but it should be Pope. It's like, it's, oh, I don't know. Nick like Pope Pope's better at an international tournament. Yeah, that is the biggest tragedy. The guy's done enough for years. Yeah. Yeah. It? But, yeah. I mean, the thing Pope's better on everything apart from distribution, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But I literally, like, I, I don't know what it was. I was listening to something where they said, the thing with Pickford is like, has obviously he's been so good in the World Cup, and it's like, yeah, he's done what he's done for Everton and Sunderland, but like, how's he been for England? But I remember that was it the Nations League where him and Stones messed up, and we lost to Holland. Um, was it Holland? Yeah. yeah. And I'm just like, he's not even got a clean record there, and I just think you cannot ignore league form, like. To be fair to him, he's actually played quite well in the last couple of months. He's been pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Which is, yeah, I mean, you've got to give it back to him. But um, in general, Pope's been excellent the whole year. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, is it, is it the case of sort of playing for a team like Burnley? You know, you get to, I think it was at Mignolet when he went from yeah. Sunderland to you. Like when you, I mean, I don't know, but hasn't he, I think I saw he's kept six clean sheets for England. Like in his he second. hasn't. Yeah, he hasn't considered a goal yet. I mean, he's yeah. playing San Marino in every game, but yeah. still, you got to do it. But um, but yeah, I mean, the Euros is going to be. I mean, I think the Euros like could just be amazing, just in terms of like hopefully 
all this that's happened is going to be finally sort of behind or getting getting there. And I think it will be the atmosphere will be great. So hopefully, if you don't mind me asking, does Sancho get in your team? No, I don't think he does. I I I think it's controversial, but I don't think he does because no, I'd have him in there for England. Like, what's he done? Yeah, would you ever? Start I don't him, think he's. Hmm? Would you start him, Max? Yeah, I'd start him probably. I mean, I, it depends. It depends who you're using because if if you're trying to fit Kane and Sterling, then yes, I probably wouldn't start him because I want one of Foden or Grealish playing. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, what are your thoughts, Jim? Then no Sancho. No, no Sancho. I mean, he hasn't ever really done much for England. Like yeah. he goes missing more than he shows up. If that makes yeah. sense. But his stats only look good because he's in the Bundesliga. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's like I think it is that like how many players do go, come? I think there's like Werner and Havertz and things. There's a lot of players who come from the Bundesliga and just can't replicate that in the Prem. So I do think that has to be considered. And I just think I think you're right. I think even even though I think he's a top player, I just don't think he's quite sort of found his place in the England team yet. But now that you bring that up, before we do move on, I've got one player I have to ask about. Do you start Saka? If so, so, where? If you start him, it's at left wing back, but I don't think he's going to start. What a joke. I don't think he can. I don't think you can. If he is left wing back, he can. There's no way he's getting in. Where would you play? My front three would be Kane. Oh, shut up. Rashford, Saka. No, no. Okay, explain why not. Because you have Grealish and Foden that can do that. No, Foden, no, you want Foden in the middle, Grealish. You can't play Foden in the middle if we do a three. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, I play a four. But here's my team. Now that we've got this. play a four. Now that we've got this guy, here's my team, right? Pope. Yeah. Trent. Oh, you play Trent, okay. Stones. Gomez, if Gomez was fit, but Stones, probably Maguire. Yes. Luke Shaw. Henderson, um, Mason Mount, Phil Foden as a free, Saka, Rashford, Kane. You ain't winning the, You ain't winning it with that, are you? Yeah, you I are. Mean, apart from apart if you if you're playing, if you need to be defensive, Rice for Mount. That's winning the world. That's winning the World Cup and Euros. Apart from apart from Saka, that's all you. Oh shut <laughs> up! <laughs> he is so uh, let's so good. On. I love it. I love Saka. Let's move he's on. Not getting in there. He'll play if he plays. It's a left wing back. He's wasted that. Like he's our best left wing back, but he's wasted that. He's so good. But anyway, we're not talking about England. <laughs> um, let's move on three. to the final question. Yeah. Um. So. This is probably the hardest one. I, I struggled with this massively. Who's one player you wish Bristol City had signed that you were linked with? Well, I've got realistic one, and then probably a bit of an unrealistic one. But realistic would probably be... Well, now now we've got a bit of an issue with... Uh, we've, got a lot of, we've got a lot of strikers in our squad, but... Um, None of them are very good so at the minute. <laughs> like, Famaro Jeju is all right, but he isn't signing on. I wish we bought Ivan Tony when we were linked with him. He's now at Brentford, but he, um, yeah, we were linked with him when he was at Peterborough. He was a great player, but 
I mean, that's like Brentford's speciality, isn't it? Getting yeah. the, they just get another striker every year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my unrealistic one would probably be um, <laughs> Jack Wilshire. Yes. What a shout. That is such a good shout. He is so underrated. I mean, Thanks. fair enough, maybe not anymore since the injuries and that, but what a player. Mm. Wow. What a player. His words, not mine. <laughs> Wilshire's so good. Do you, so do you think, how's he done at Bournemouth? I know he scored on his debut, but I haven't sort of followed it much more. Do you know how he's, he's been doing? I think he's only, I think he's got like four or five goals this year. Yeah, I haven't really been following him in Bournemouth. Yeah. Um, they're a bit of a weird team at the minute because they they should be challenging for the top. Yeah. I know they weren't. They didn't have a good run at some point. Yeah, they sacked. Sacked Tindall, and he's at Sheffield now. Yeah. yeah. Where would you? Um, I think we talked about it. we had, um <clears throat> a guy called Ollie on a couple of weeks ago as a Bournemouth fan, and we talked about their manager situation. Obviously, you've just got Pearson a couple of weeks, sort of month ago, sort of time. Where do you? Where would you stand? Let's say it doesn't work out with Pearson. Where would you stand on Eddie Howe? Would you get him if you could? Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. He's who. He's who I wanted over Pearson. Yeah. If I'm, I'm just going to say it honestly. Yeah. I mean, if Pearson works out, then great. But I know for a fact when Pearson got appointed, I I wasn't too keen. Mm. But were I mean, you, were you linked heavily with Powell? Was it sort of just like a flutter? Yeah, I think it was what the fans wanted more than link. I don't think we could we were ever going to spend that much on a manager, and because he's probably got big wages and whatnot, he's probably got bigger aspirations in Bristol City. But you never know. Yeah, no, I think he, I think he just missed the boat on when to leave Bournemouth, and then it it just carried on until it sort of. To that inevitably came to an end, but I think he's a shout. I do think with him though, there is that. There's, I think the one question mark against him generally would be that, um, you know, I mean, obviously this isn't fully down to him. This is also down to Bournemouth, but a couple of their signings were very expensive and very not good. <laughs> yeah, just, the thing is, you, you don't know if you don't know if he's done that or is to do with yeah, the ball. Exactly, yeah. yeah, but but yeah, I mean, Wilsh, imagine prime Wilsh at Bristol City. No, it's just like that game against Barcelona, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, that yeah. everyone remembers. He I was quite... I honestly think that's why I like Phil Foden. And I'm not even... I, to be honest, like Phil Foden is... He's probably already better, but like I think his peak will clearly be better. But like he just gives me that Wilshire feeling. Like he, the way he runs, the way he dribbles, everything is so similar. And I feel yeah. like Foden... I feel like Foden's probably one of the like least... I don't know if it's just because I'm... I mean, Arsenal challenger for anything, but I feel like Foden's one of the least hated English youngsters. Like a lot of the others have got a lot of um, sort of split feelings on, or even people saying like, "I know they're good, but I hate them because they play for so and so." Yeah, but I feel like Foden is just everyone's like, probably him and Grealish are just like they're the ones like they're so good. So there's a there's a consensus on Foden, I said to you, that he is. Yeah, <laughs> we all know. Yeah, he's so good. I just I hope he starts playing like properly now because even now he's still in and out for Man City I hope next season has got to be the one where he's like starting every game yeah yeah well yeah should we what we'll we'll answers? yeah thanks a lot yeah. for coming on Cam no thanks for having me yeah, um, yeah so we'll be back next week with another show 
Uh, hopefully we'll have another guest on from another club. Nice to get some championship representation in. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks.